0: most of you listening understand that socializing your dog whether it's a puppy or an adult is an extremely important thing on today's episode we are going to be talking about the proper ways to socialize your dog but we're also going to dig into some of the struggles and reality that comes when we are trying to socialize our dog and we'll go ahead and go over that next Alright, well welcome to this week's episode. Like always, our episodes are brought to you by us here at ondogtrainingacademy.com. It's a website that is being built to have a course-driven agenda where you'll be able to go in there, watch your courses, uh, kind of an evergreen style course, and hopefully take a lot out of it learn a bunch of stuff. But that is ondogtrainingacademy.com. I'm going to put a link in the description to our website, so you definitely can go there. Check it out. If you're interested, go and hit that subscribe button on the top right-hand side of the website, and we will send you updates. Not too many. Don't worry. We're not going to be too obnoxious about it. Uh, just updates on when our courses are launching and exciting news, if any, pops up, which, I mean, come on. It's bound to pop up, right? Anyways, so on this episode, this week, we are going to be talking about socialization of your dog. Now, like I mentioned in the intro, this is something that most people know is an important part of your dog's upbringing. And upbringing, I mean, typically, yeah, we associate socializing with puppies. Um, but obviously, if you're getting, if you have a new dog, or even if your dog is just lacking in some areas, getting them out and doing socializing, whether it's puppy socializing or remedial socialization is super, super important. But I feel like this is a topic that needs to be discussed because I think sometimes people think socializing your dog can be easy, especially with puppies. And not only so, we're going to be talking about the proper ways of socializing your dog and making sure you're kind of covering all your bases. But I'm also going to just kind of talk about some struggles and just some realisms about socializing your dog that people maybe don't think about. And then when they get in the situations, the reaction to it, is actually very um, negative for your dog and it en- ends up affecting your dog long term. So that's kind of what we're going to dive into today. Um, as always, guys, I am shooting this episode here in my office with my dogs or, you know, with dogs. So if you hear the occasional panting, if you hear the occasional little bit of whining, I do my best to edit it out. But if you hear it, you hear it. It's what it is. Its life. So, socializing your dog. Let's talk about what that is. Now, when most people think about socializing your dog, they think about people and places, right? So you think, okay, my dog needs to meet people. My dog needs to go places. And then obviously people also say, well, my dog needs to meet other dogs. And you are correct, those are important. But there's more to socializing than just people, places, and dogs. We need to consider so many other senses that our dogs have that they need to be exposed to. If you've ever dealt with a dog or lived with a dog who has storm anxiety, afraid of fireworks, gunshots, loud noises, cars, trains, you know, anything, a lot of that stems from either a very negative experience that just dramatically impacted them, Or an experience that we didn't really take into consideration and use as a social opportunity to train our dogs proper ways of interacting when those situations pop up. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. So, you know, the obvious people, your dog should be meeting people. Our rule, especially with puppies, is 100 people in 100 days. Now, you think it's a tough or a a tall task to ask, but I can promise you it's not. When you have a puppy, everybody wants to see your puppy. What I actually find to be the challenge when it comes to having a puppy is people that just walk past them. Yes, I have a puppy. Yes, he's freaking adorable. Please just walk past me so my dog doesn't think every single person they encounter is there for them and they they have to go visit. Now, I think visiting people is extremely important, but it shouldn't be every single person. Your dog should be okay with watching people walk by and just eating treats from you. But a lot of people, when they're thinking about socializing their dog to people, they think about meet that person and get pet by that person. And then later on in life, you know, they're complaining that all their dog wants to do when they see people is jump on them, and get super excited and crazy. So there needs to be a balance there. So think about that. You know, give your dog some treats for just hanging out next to you when there's people around and not thinking like all of a sudden you're devalued and strangers are valuable. You know, I like value in strangers and, and And other people but there needs to be value in me as well so kind of keep that in mind other dogs same thing like yeah it's really good to introduce your dog to other dogs I don't want a dog who's afraid of other dogs that's for sure but the the concept and idea for me is the same yes you'll get to visit some dogs yes dogs are are nice and friendly and and it shouldn't be something you react to but you shouldn't be able to meet every single dog you meet because that's not life that's not real You know, dogs that my puppy gets to meet are extremely appropriate, meaning not just meaning they're social and friendly, but meaning they're going to be appropriate when it comes to play style and not overwhelming or possibly scaring or whatever my dog. So I try to set that up. It's more of a quality over quantity. Uh, I'm kind of the same with people and everything, too. Like, I want quality over quantity just because bad experiences can last forever. Good experiences... They last for sure, but you need more of them to last forever. Unfortunately, it's just how dogs, us, everything works. We tend to remember the negative more than the positive, and and so that's what I want you to think too. When you're visiting other dogs, like your dog, long long run or down the road, should just be able to hang out with you and be around other dogs. That's not too much to ask, in my opinion. So having your dog only play or, or only get to play with dogs. Every time they see them, so they see a dog, they play with the dog, that's going to create something really negative. And so I always tell people too, like if you're doing daycare with your dog, that's awesome. Make sure you get your dog around other dogs that they're not going to play with. Daycare is super, super good. But if the only time they, the only interaction they get when they see other dogs is playing, then that's what they're going to do every time they see other dogs. They're going to get super excited. And that's where like excessive barking and lunging and screaming and all this stuff comes out. So really think about that and be careful with that. Now when it comes to places, my my philosophy of places is, and this is super basic and simple, but the more the merrier. You know, once you go to a place, like twice, it becomes old news to the dog. Now that's not a bad thing. I want dogs to be comfortable. But when you're socializing your dog and you're 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 specifically saying, I want to take my dog places. Yes, they can have different experiences in those familiar places, which is good. So I'm not saying, like, don't take your dog anywhere. If the only places you can take your dog at that moment are places they're familiar with, I'd rather have you take them there than not take them there. But if if you have the option, introduce them to something new, a new place. Our goal when we're socializing is not only to have a dog that's just stable out away from home, but also... That when you take them to a new place, they're not looking around going, oh my God, where am I? What's going on? What's that thing? Oh my gosh. They're more in the mindset of, oh, you took me somewhere new again. Okay, fine, whatever. And they just are so used to being introduced to new things that new things become kind of not as important. So hopefully that makes sense. So get your dog out places. And of course, with all of this, even the stuff I'm going to talk about beyond this, but the stuff I already talked about, safety is number one. Remember I mentioned... Negative negative outings, negative uh, exposures can greatly affect dogs. So I want to make sure that I'm, as best of my abilities, taking my dog um, and setting him up for success. So if you have a young puppy, and I would say basically anything under the age of hmm, five months, don't go to a dog park. I don't like dog parks in general because there's just been a lot of fights and a lot of negative stuff that comes from people taking non-social dogs and trying to get them to become social by taking them to a dog park, and it's potentially at the expense of your dog. So especially with young dogs, I do not bring them to dog parks just because I want every opportunity to set them up for success, and I just feel like it's such a risk taking them to a dog park and just hoping that the dogs there are going to be good. And then you have social dogs who just don't play well. They play too rough or whatever, and it's too much for your dog. So I'm just really careful. I'd rather pay the money and go to a daycare that maybe can screen dogs or that does screen dogs or that breaks them into groups or does whatever and kind of knows. Like, okay, these dogs play well together. These dogs are a little bit rougher, so we're going to stick them together. And it just makes a more happy, harmonious type of environment. The other things I want you guys to think about when it comes to socializing. Think about smells. Think about sounds. I mentioned thunder and lightning well lightning's not a sound but you know it well thunder's the sound lightning is what produces this sound sure we'll go with that so thunder you've got gunfire you got fireworks now every 4th of july you see people posting like oh my god please don't shoot your fireworks and i completely understand that i get the reasons for it there's more than just dogs for why people you know maybe shouldn't light fireworks but the 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 realism is though is that people are going to light fireworks so instead of us complaining and telling them don't light it because it might scare my dog I try to take it as an opportunity to desensitize and expose my dog to it so when it comes to noises my best advice to you guys is play a game with them what's your dog's favorite game playing with a tennis ball eating treats chewing on an awesome bone those are the things you should be doing with your dog while those scary things are happening Because then you're going to start to desensitize your dog or counter condition your dog to the point where they're like, oh, hey, when there's a thunderstorm, I get a yummy bone or I get to play with a toy, as opposed to, holy crap, what the heck is that noise? Why can't I pinpoint where that noise is coming from? I'm terrified. And I feel like that whole thing could be an episode unto itself. Um, So I'm not going to dive too terribly deep into it just because I think I'd go down a rabbit hole that. Would go longer than these pod than this podcast really is designed to go, um, but think about that sounds. Expose them to sounds, trains, trucks making loud noises. Uh, think about things they they see beyond people, places, and dogs. I mean, it sort of ties them with places. You know, trains are weird. Birds are weird. When you start getting like giant flocks of geese or whatever flying over you, that stuff is weird. You know, like I talked about with smells. You know, a lot of different odors, so it's good to get them around different, go different places, get around different people, smokers, non-smokers, whatever. People smell different. It's good for them to be exposed to that. Um, The other ones then would be like surfaces. I've had dogs that we have a transition in our training area from a rubber floor to like a different rubber, but it's a thinner, different feeling style. And I've had dogs afraid to cross that because they've never been on it. So think about textures. Think about you know what your dog is walking on. Think about elevations. Okay, If your dog is only used to walking on flat surfaces, maybe a hill or maybe a ramp or maybe stairs or maybe stairs that they can see through like on a deck or metal stairs. Those are things that could be weird and, and spooky to a dog. So really get them comfortable with that. Socializing also encompasses, you know, Being handled, being held, you know, being able to have their feet lifted up, their tail messed with, their ears messed with, looking in their mouth. There's all these different things that I think people forget about. So really take into consideration what you're doing. Don't be so like focused on people, places, dogs. Expand a little bit more. Even get into like taste. Hey, we're going to introduce you to a new treat, whether that be like, hey, peanut butter or... You know, a raspberry or a blueberry or, or really anything. Just something new. Everything new you're exposing your dog to is a form of socializing. And it's all incredibly important to have that kind of well-rounded dog. Like I mentioned, it's really about quality over quantity. So have those good outings, those good exposures, those good experiences. However, there's always a however. And I mentioned this at the beginning. There are some things that kind of aren't great about socializing and that's when things don't go according to plan meaning your dog or puppy this usually happens with puppies embarrasses you by barking doesn't pay attention to you doesn't it seems overstimulated whatever it might be it just makes you feel awful like oh how'd it go today it was like terrible the dog barked at, at people when it walked by my dog screamed and it saw other dogs whatever it might be it jumped up on somebody it got mud on someone's new clothes. Whatever. Dogs are sometimes embarrassing. And we have to just realize that and live with that. And I'm guilty of 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 having fears at times of taking my dog places with fears of they might struggle. Struggle's kind of important, and working through struggle, I think, is actually equally as important. And, you know, I get people who. If the dog doesn't do well, they're like, well, you know, my dog is great at home. And so. I think we're going to be okay, but that's just not, that's, that, that's the, that's a problem is that your dog is only good at home. If your dog struggles out in public, out where there's new environments, then you're setting yourself up for long-term issues. You're setting yourself where you, where you definitely feel like you can't take your dog anywhere. So go through those struggles now. Like, yeah, your dog was crazy and excited and barked a whole lot when, when you took him to a park and they saw a bunch of kids. But you know what? The next time you go, and then the next time you go, and then the next time you go, and over and over and over, your dog will progressively get better and better. So I know I say, you know, go somewhere once or twice. If your dog struggles, go there more. Help them out. Work them through it. Don't be like, well, that was tough. We're never going there again. Because you're not fixing a situation. You're you're hiding from it. Don't hide from bad experiences. Embrace the fact that bad experiences are probably going to happen with your dog. Roll with it. Just roll with it. You know, it's going to happen. But in the end, what you're trying to do is produce a dog that maybe you can take every, everywhere. Well, not maybe not everywhere, but take places with you and you're not going to have issues. Well, guess what? Sometimes in order to get to that place, you have to go through the hard work. You have to go through the bumps. You have to just grind it out. And like I said, the more you expose your dog to these struggles and you work them through them in a positive way, using food, using reinforcements, the better it'll be in the end. So don't give up just because something gets hard. And then another tip I have for you guys, don't, hmm, what's the best way to say this? Don't not. Uh, If you have a dog, let me just say it this way. If you have a dog, puppy, whatever, super social dog, super happy, especially with puppies, loves everybody. Everything's awesome. Don't take that for granted. Don't be like, well, you know what? I'm probably just not going to socialize my dog as much then just because why? What's the point? And I honestly feel like I see a lot more people who are like, I don't get it. It was such a good puppy. Loved everybody. And then when you dig into it, you find out they did nothing with the dog. The dog stayed at home. Well, Why'd you keep your dog at home? Well, because he was so good. I didn't think it'd be a problem. Well, It's one of those things where like, if you don't show them, then you're just hoping. I try to take hope and guesswork out of the dog stuff as much as possible, meaning I'm going to expose my dog and try to set it up for success so that when we do encounter those type of situations in real life, that I have a higher likelihood of it going well than going bad, and I'm not going to leave it up to like a 50-50 chance. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't be good. That's just those aren't odds I like. I'm going to put odds a lot more in my favor just because I can, because you can. So don't take for granted your dog's social ability. When COVID hit, we saw this. We saw dogs who were super social, super happy, and then they were isolated, just like us, for a year. Problem is, they don't have a telephone, they don't have Zoom, so they're literally isolated away from People places other stuff. So when they got reintroduced to it, it was an almost like an overstimulation issue where they had a lot of problems. And we dealt with a lot of people who had a lot of problems with that. The dog became reactive to other dogs, kind of lost that social ability, and it was because they just didn't do anything. And it's not really on them. It's not completely their fault. Although you could still take your dog to walk for walks, and parks weren't closed. You could take your dog to parks and do certain things. Where they could be around some people, but it was just tough. You know, when COVID hit, everyone just kind of like sat still and went, "What the heck do we do with this?" And so did our dogs. So keep that in mind. Like socialize them. I don't care if your dog is friendly. I don't care if your dog is nervous. Socialize them. If you have a dog who's scared, socialize. Do it appropriately. Keep your distance. If you have a dog that's really social, same thing. Probably keep your distance. Work them through it. Like get them to just be kind of neutral to environments. That's ideal. But please, 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 please. please don't give up because it's hard. Don't give up or don't take for granted your dog is is social and that it'll just always be like that. Remember, a dog that's good at home but can't perform or isn't good away from home, that's a red flag. That's a problem and it needs to be addressed because not everything is going to be perfect in their life. They're going to have times where they're going to have to be put into situations that are higher stimulation. Something as simple as going to the vet. So, socialize the heck out of them. Get them out. Do stuff with them. And, you know, where we are, the weather's turning. Things are getting nice. Things are getting warm. People are going outside. Everything is going great. So, I know I'm bringing dogs out and doing everything I can to take advantage of it before the dreaded cold and winter hits again. And then we're just stuck at home dreaming of better days. And it just becomes harder. So, I hope, guys... That this helps you, I hope you really think about kind of your situation and making sure you socialize, you're socializing your dogs. Don't wait till next week. You know, I've had people. I was just, to a, I was gonna put a wrap on this, but now of course I, I run into a story because, well, whatever. I like talking. I've had people who are like, well, we we're gonna take our dog out, but you know, they've been there before, so we plan something for like two weeks from now. Cool, you plan something. You planned an outing, that's awesome. But just because it's too you know, you plan something doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing stuff in between. I'd rather have you do familiar somethings than nothings at all. So please, please, please get them out, do stuff with them. I wanna see social dogs because everybody wants that social dog that they can take everywhere with them. Realistically. Not every dog is like that. And you may see a lot of dogs like that, but that's just because those are the dogs that are able to be out there. So don't think that every dog is social. They're not. A lot of them are more dog selective, um, people selective. My dog's people selective. Um, But we've worked him enough to he can tolerate going out in public. But a lot of the dogs you see out there are, are a small group of them because they're just good. But you can be in that group if you put the time in, if you work. So definitely, guys, keep plugging away. Keep working with them. Hopefully, you guys learned some stuff from this episode. And like I always mention, definitely check out our website, on ondogtrainingacademy.com. Sign up on our subscri- subscribe thing for email updates on when our courses are launching. I promise we are working on them. And hopefully, more sooner than later, they will start to fall out and be on our website. So check them out, guys. And like always, we'll see you in the next episode.